0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. I've titled this message Hosting Holy, and I'll give you just the quick version, but um, in 1 Chronicles twenty eight nine, David, which is King David, Solomon's dad, the guy that the Bible said had a man after God's own heart, uh, David is speaking to his son, Solomon, about how God's calling him. He's going to be the one to build the temple. Um, And Solomon, my son, it says, Learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. Everyone go, oh, no. If you seek him, you will find him. Him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. In Acts 7, Stephen is preaching. Stephen is kind of this one-hit wonder. Um, You thought the first time you spoke or shared was bad? They literally killed this guy after the first time he spoke. Stephen, the first martyr in the early church. And um, he, he says in Acts 7, when he's preparing his message there, he said, David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for, God, for the God of Jacob. God, David found favor and asked for the privilege of building a temple for him. But it was Solomon who actually built it. Verse 48, however, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. So this temple was built. We spent last year in the book of Haggai talking about the rebuilding of this very temple that Solomon built. And, um, but I, I like what Stephen says there, but he doesn't live in temples made with human hands. Moving forward, I'm just going to skip forward a bit here, but in 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says this, are you ready? Don't you realize that your body, is it up there? 1 Corinthians 6, 19, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and has been given to you by God? You do not belong to yourselves. Solomon's job was to build a temple. Our job is to build the kingdom, the temple, amen, because we are the temple of God. Do you not know this building is not a temple? This is a concrete tilt slab building. Seriously, this is the cheapest building you could build of this size 18 years ago. You're sitting in it. It's a concrete tilt slab building. This isn't a temple. You are. God is calling you to be holy so that he could fill us with his presence, which is holy, so that we could be a temple of God in this day and in our time. It's not about building the temple for God externally. Sometimes we, we, we focus on the external because we can manipulate and change, but on the inside, it's another story because there's not this facade any longer because if God knows every thought, like it says, every motive, every, the way that we see everything, all of a sudden it matters the way that we act, the way that we live, the way that we think. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and are we good stewards? If God was to stay at your Airbnb, which is your temple, how many stars would he rate you? Like, would it be like, you know, what a lame host that person was. It was dirty. It was unclean. Had bed bugs. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of anything else that could be. The pool was dirty. This, like, everything was wrong at this Airbnb. The aircon wasn't working. Or would Holy Spirit enjoy this stay? Would he enjoy living in your temple, in your day, in your moment? You see, uh, this building is a place where we gather. Amen. Where two or more are gathered. I am in the midst. We praise and we worship here because God inhabits the praises of his people. So as we praise him, God is in the midst of that. We've just experienced that. We share communion together. The table where we break bread and we become the body of Christ. Side note, Christ's body was broken. <laughs> There's this sense that in us that we will be broken, but God is putting us back together. There is one cup and one bread. Jesus Christ, and he is one with us. Scripture, we open the word together, and as we open the word, he speaks to us. We pray and we repent in this place, and God is in the midst of that. Someone says yes to God, and heaven celebrates. That is what we do on this building. But in this building, we host the presence of God. I recently read a book um, from Brother Lawrence. Has anyone read that book? Practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence. And, and it talks about this guy that was a lay, he was a lay brother. Like, and, um, and he talked about how he would almost host the presence of God. And doing the most mundane things, how he would practice the presence of God. I would love to see us as people that knew how to practice the presence of God. He talks about preparing dinner or ironing clothes and he was practicing the presence of God. You see, sometimes we think that this is practicing the presence of God, that our external upfront ministry, no, 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 practicing the presence of God is constantly, Holy Spirit, I love you, speak through me, me. constantly guide and shape me. I'm sometimes a prayer walker, does anyone do that? (laughs) Where It's like, I don't know, sometimes I, I just need to be moving to, I don't know, distract myself so that I can focus enough on what I'm doing, did you experience that? I remember once my auntie Mari, Mum knows auntie Mari because it's actually her auntie, she's my great auntie Mari. I remember one time I'd just brought my first car, Commodore if you're wondering, all those visual people, because I grew up in central Queensland and that was the car of choice. And I remember we brought her and then auntie Mari was standing at the, my uh, other cousin's house or something, my mum's cousin's place, long story. Big family tree. No need to waste all the time on that. But I remember she was out the front and she was washing her car. I was a 17, 18-year-old kid, and I just brought my first car. And if I'm honest, it was a lot nicer than my great auntie's <laughs> car. And I watched her wash her car. And you know what she did? I was so I and mean, this this has stuck with me to this day. She was out there washing her car, and she goes, "God, thank you for blessing me with this car." God, I'm sorry that I haven't taken care of it like I should have all these years. God, I just thank you for blessing me that I haven't had to walk everywhere. I thank you that I've got this kind of, like... And I'm just so blown away by, as a 17-year-old kid, this 50-year-old auntie of mine at the time was thanking God for her Nissan Pulsar. as she's washing it going, God, I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed. I've got more than what I deserve. What is that? That is practicing the presence of God. It's hosting the Holy Spirit. Can we be people that would know what it's like to host the Holy Spirit, if we are the temple, would God stay in your crib? (laughs) Who's seen that show, that um Cribs like, what is that? MTV Cribs or something? It's like famous people open their house up and it's like, this is my crib. They're showing off like all the extravagant things that they have. It's like, no, no, it's not like that. This is a, hey, God, I hope my life is somewhere that you want to be. I hope my thoughts is somewhere that you don't have to leave. I hope my heart is somewhere that you can dwell Holy Spirit. So how do we host God? Number one, we know God. We seek Him. We invest time. We position ourselves. If we seek Him, we find Him. I am convinced that when we seek God, we find Him. How do you get to know God? You seek Him and you'll find Him. Open your word. Seek Him. Set time aside. Create a place create space in your calendar and in your schedule and you will find God. We get to know God like any other person in relationship. Amen? I didn't get to know Kim by looking from a distance, although that's all I could do at the start. I got to know Kim by setting up moments that would happen to cross paths. Can I get an amen? Amen? She thought it was fate, it was very strategic, don't you worry about that. (laughs) I remember her brother Calvin was in my connect group at the time, and this is like, I'm talking home phone days. Who remembers those days? Home phone, young people, it's like a thing (laughs) with a cord that's attached to a wall. Lol. (laughs) Calling like, oh, you know, calling when I know Calvin works. He worked at the fish and chip shop. When I knew he was out around the corner. Oh, uh, uh, hey, uh, is Calvin there? Oh, no, sorry, here's that work. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, Kim, how are you going? <laughs> I got to know Kim by strategically creating opportunities for her to fall in love with me. <laughs> I still need to do that a lot. But do we create opportunities to fall in love with God again? Do we create opportunities where we meet with God? It's almost like a setup. God, hey, you know what? I'm turning off my phone. I'm telling, I'm unplugging the TV if that's what it takes. Whatever it is, God, I'm putting on some worship music and I am meeting you in your presence. Let's be people that know God. If I want to host the holy, if I want to be a good steward of him, if I want to be a temple, we need to know God. Number two, we need to worship God. And I don't just mean know the lyrics to the song. Amy Higgins, first time on platform tonight. Where are you? Oh, she's somewhere. I don't know. But she did a great job. It's more than a song. Worship is our life. Worship is everything that we have. Worship is placing him at number one in our life. God, everything we have is yours. That's worship. We love what he loves and we hate what he hates. That is worship where he dictates our worldview, not the media where, God, I desire you above anything else, above my own agenda, above my own situations. God, I desire you. Worship is pouring my life out as an offering to God and saying, hey, God, you know what? You are number one in my life. I count everything else as lost at the expense of knowing you. Number three, we serve God, which is funny because God is omnipresent, omnipotent, which means God's everywhere and He's all-powerful. What the heck could we do for Him? Well, actually, there's something beautiful in it. When God doesn't need us, but He wants us to be a part of what He's doing, and He almost like creates an opportunity for us to feel valued, for us to be needed. Have you ever done that with your kids? I do it with my kids sometimes when you need help with a job. Does anyone know that? It takes twice as long... It's really annoying sometimes. But you're doing it because they're getting value out of helping you. They're learning new skills and they're growing in, up and they're learning. They're going, wow. And I'm like, we did that, son. Honey, we did that together. Look at, look at that. Look at what we achieved together. Thanks for your help. I, that was awesome. Like, I feel like sometimes God does that with us. Can I get an amen? He doesn't need us, but he wants us. And he loves to see us develop and grow and learn new skills and be a part of touching the miracle. Pastor Dan spoke this morning about when Jesus and his disciples fed the 5,000. It's like the disciples got to put their hands on the miracle. They got to distribute it. That's the best image that I have of this is that when we serve God, we get to be a part of the miracles that he is doing in our day. Serving isn't simply a one-way street, but it's this blessing that we get as we get to touch and be a part of the miracle. Do you know that God has given you too much to contain? If we are temples of God, God's presence that can't fit in here. He doesn't wear this size shirt, these size pants. God can't fit in here. He's too big. And that's the whole point. Because it's not in my struggling. It's not in my striving. It's not in me going, I'm going to serve you, God. I'm gonna no, 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 it's in the overflow. It's like if Holy Spirit's in me, he can't fit in me. So it's not struggling and striving to serve and to bless others. It's a natural progression because I can't contain God. Because God is too big for us to contain. So for us to be a temple of God means that we're just containers that are constantly being filled and overfilled and overfilled and, and it's just flowing out. It's getting spilt everywhere and it's blessing those around us. That's what it is to serve God. We see we host God, we don't contain God. I feel like sometimes religion in history has a bad rep of trying to contain God. It's like, oh, that's God. Quick, let's put it in a building. <laughs> let's make lots of rules around it. No, 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 that's the opposite of what... God God pours out His Spirit into people redeemed only by the love of His Son. Jesus, who paid that ultimate price for sin so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be seen through a Jesus filter, not held back by our mistakes or our disappointments, but made whole because of what Christ did for us. Ministry is simply the overflow. It's a result of our being, not of our doing. Can I encourage you this morning? Let's be Presence carriers. let's be hosts of the holy let's be temples of the holy spirit can I pray God I just lift up every person in this place God I thank you Lord that we are hosts of your presence God I just pray Lord that you would continually pour out more and more and more of your spirit on us and through us we pray God I just pray Lord that if there's areas in our life God that, that you want to do a work in Holy Spirit would you just touch them right now God, would you cement call of God's right now in this room? God, would you give us your eyes to see your plan for our future and our life in Jesus' name? Amen. Hey, before we close this service, I just want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe you've sort of never been in a church service or an environment like this. I want to give you an opportunity to respond. All it's going to look like is I'm going to ask you in a moment to lift your hand simply so I can see it and we can pray a prayer A prayer that would open up your life and accept God as your Lord and as your Saviour. You'd become a Christian. You'd be what we call saved. And from this moment on, you wouldn't be doing life alone anymore. But this presence and the Spirit of God would come on and in you so that give you the strength to continue. So can we just close our eyes and bow our heads for a moment? If you're here tonight and you say, Caleb, that's me. I want to be made right with God. I want to know what it's like to feel loved and accepted and forgiven by him. If that's you, could you lift your hand, give me a wave. We'll pray and then we'll finish the service. Is that you? Say, so, yes, that's, that's me. I want to know what it's like to be made right. I want to know what it's like to be forgiven. I want to know what it's like to trust and to live for him. Last chance. awesome. Fantastic. I'm going to hand over Brendan. Why don't you come? Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.